Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. Um, so today's topic of toxic people was a re- by request, but I know that there's more than one of you out there listening, whether this is live or on the podcast later, that probably wants to know how to deal with toxic people because we have all encountered them in our lives. And if you have not, I'm going to tell you, you're probably a liar. <laughs> but also, um, there's a lot of rabbit holes that this conversation can go down. And I'm going to, like I said before, I'm going to leave plenty of time at the end to talk to you guys who are here about your situations, if you feel comfortable sharing or even just like talking about a topic and see what sort of guidance we can get and where it's needed. Um, The second thing I wanna be clear on is there's actually no such thing as a toxic person, right? It's not like toxic waste where if you touch it, you're gonna, it's gonna rub off on you unless you let it. Like you can totally be around someone, you can totally, hear what they're saying, and then react to it. And that's something that we're going to talk through here that, um, yeah, reacting is not what we want. I don't know if I put it in these words later, but that's what we're going to be talking about. All right. So what, what does happen is people say things, people do things, people act however they want. Right. And we form an opinion on it. And then we look for evidence to support what our brain our brain's opinion has said, right? So that's not to say that this person is toxic. It's just that we have thoughts that lead us to believe that they are, right? And then we believe that. And then we look for ways that they're poking, ways that they're, you know, not following our manual, that our user manual that we have for them. Like we all have manuals for everybody around us. Like you should act this way. The person at the grocery store should act this way. Mom should act this way. You know, cousin should act this way. And when they don't do that, according to our manual, that's when we get upset sometimes. And sometimes that also means that we start to label them as toxic, right? And I want to have be very clear as we start out here that I am absolutely not saying that there's nothing you can or should do and that you should just lay down and let them say and do whatever they want. That's not it at all. I don't want you to let yourself be treated in a way that you don't want to be, but also just be aware of what your brain is thinking, right? Because this is where we have the control. We, if, if I could help you control the toxic person, I would not have, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be sitting here today in the state that I'm in. I would have a multi-million dollar business helping people change other people's behavior, right? But we can't do that. And you guys are here because you know, or at least maybe part of you knows that all we can do is change ourselves and how we act, how we respond to everyone around us, right? So we're going to talk about boundaries later, but also just notice that what we have in our manual for how people should act, we tend to blame them for acting the way we don't want. And the bad news is the good news and the bad news, because you, the, these rules apply to you too. Adults get to do whatever they want. They get to act however they want within laws, reasonably, you know, all that stuff. But there's consequences, but I guess they could act however they want and there are consequences, but they get to do and say whatever they want. 
the best you can do is control yourself. And that's the same for them, but most people are not doing the work to really get introspective about how they're showing up in the world, right? Step one to dealing with toxic people is to literally just allow them to act how they're going to act. Drop the resistance to it. Maybe that looks like reframing it. Reframing how you are thinking about them. Of course, they're acting like this. Of course, they said that. Of course, they're doing this thing, right? But maybe it also sounds like this, how this person is asking, acting is not my business or like, like if you have a neighbor who's just like gonna complain about your every move, like if you just allow them to act that way and don't make it mean anything about you, life gets better, right? Cause you can complain all day long about the neighbor. They're never going to change. And this is, I mean, same thing as complaining about the weather, like the, you, you know, the person who always complains when it rains or always complains when it's too hot or too sunny or too humid or whatever, like we're not going to be able to change the weather, right? It's how we respond to it that we have control over and telling the story in a different way might be helpful. All right. The sooner you can accept that other people are acting this way and doing these things, saying these things, the sooner you will find release for yourself. And I am not saying, again, re-disclaimer, I'm not saying that they get to do these things to you, say these things to you without your consent. I'm not condoning behavior. I just want to make sure that it's factual. Like what, what words did they say? What sentence did they say? Write that down if whatever, but then remove your meaning from that and see if you can see it from a different angle, maybe. like. Oh, if the neighbor's complaining, I don't know why this is the example, but if the neighbor's complaining about your lawn not being mowed or something, right? And you're just not going to do it right now. Don't make it mean that you're a terrible person or that they're a terrible person for thinking your lawn should be different than it is, right? And just notice how that simple little shift, and it's easier said than done in a lot of situations, but that simple little shift can bring you closer to finding your own inner calm and inner peace, right? Once you've accepted how they're acting, take a look at what you're thinking about them, right? Make a list of every nasty, terrible thought that you have. Maybe it's they're being unreasonable. He's a jerk. He's, um, she's not listening to what I have to say. They're not respectful. They're not respecting my privacy, they're, whatever it is, right? Make the whole list of whatever it is you think that they're doing wrong. Take your time, make it thorough. It, it, the, the more you have there, the better, because the more you can see like how your brain is creating your problem for you. But as you reflect on this list, think about how each of those sentences feel and make them like remove them from this particular person. But like, if I'm thinking they're being unreasonable, like so-and-so is not listening to what I have to say, like just take the names out, but Someone is not listening to what I have to say. How does that make you feel in your body, right? Notice if you are feeling angry or outraged or exasperated as a fun word that I used earlier, right? Powerless. Is that how you want to feel when you interact with this person? Think about how you act in general when you feel those feelings. So if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling powerless, if you're feeling outraged, how do you act? What actions do you take? Or how do you treat yourself? How do you treat them? How do you show up? 
And are you showing up in the way that you want to show up? Or are you name calling? Are you stomping around? Are you feeling righteous? Are you talking behind their back? Are you gossiping, right? So is it helpful for you to believe that list of thoughts that you made? And some people may say yes, but, and, and you are absolutely allowed to believe them. You are allowed to keep your story if you want to. Just notice how you feel and whether that matches with how you want to feel. Go in with curiosity as to why brain <clears throat> thinks that's even helpful, right? Maybe it is helpful in some way. But for me, most of the time I have noticed that I want to hold a grudge against someone because ultimately, if I'm being truly honest with myself, most of the time it's that I don't want to take responsibility for how I'm acting in the situation. I don't want to have to apologize. They should just change, right? When I stop and think about how I want to feel when I'm dealing with somebody, whoever it is, it may not be that I want to feel happy or neutral. Sometimes you can go there. Sometimes you can feel completely neutral about the neighbor being cranky all the time, right? But there are definitely scenarios where neutral is not the way that you really want to feel, right? And maybe you need to do some work around being okay with feeling frustrated or feeling angry. Or, you know, maybe you want to feel frustrated because there's nothing that you can do about a situation. Maybe you want to feel mad or sad or you want to grieve, right? We're not here to be in a toxic positivity space, right? Like the toxic positivity, the high vibes space of the like always being happy, always trying to, you know, get ourselves to believe things that we don't really want to believe. Like we are humans. We are here to feel the breadth and depth of human emotion, right? And that's positive and negative. And no, neither, we don't want to stay in the negative for too long, but we also need to make sure that we're experiencing it as we go out, go throughout our life, right? We can't avoid it. If we avoid it, that means we're numbing usually by overeating or doing drugs or drinking too much or, you know, those sorts of things. Like when I see those, it's usually a cue that I don't want to feel something in my daily life and therefore I'm going to try to escape. So it makes total sense when people get addicted to things. It makes total sense when, you know, people say things and then, you know, try to go and escape, right? But just notice that if you're trying to think new thoughts and it something doesn't feel right in your body, like it feels like you're gaslighting yourself. And I know that part of that is very normal for starting your self-coaching process because you're not used to wanting to believe new things. Like it basically comes to you're at an edge of, I can choose to continue to believe these old things that I have believed forever, or I can look forward to something else and feel something different than what I have felt before in this situation. And once you can really get a grasp on that, that is something that you are actively choosing for yourself, for your own good, like this is what's best for me. I don't want to carry that old story. That's where your power comes in. And, and this, that there's that fine line between like, oh no, I should believe this new thing because I really want to feel this other way. Right. But really I'm stuck believing this other, this old belief, right. They should be acting this way. They should not say something. They should be saying something. Right. But as you look at what's going on 
look and see how do you want to feel and be honest with yourself. Because like I said, sometimes neutral or happy or positive are not how you actually want to feel about a circumstance. You may want to feel frustrated, but go in to that frustration cleanly. Let yourself feel that way for as long as it takes. And when you're ready to change, only then will you change. But if it feels like you're forcing and pushing and trying to convince yourself of something else, that's not the route that you want to take, right? So in, in um, interaction with someone who may not be acting how you want them to, right? If there's an action that you feel you need to take, like if someone is in harm's way, it's going to be a lot more helpful to go in with full awareness of how you are thinking and how you are feeling and how you are responding and reacting, right? Finding whatever it takes to get you into that place of calm, empowerment, or, you know, insert whatever emotion here, determined maybe a good one, um, but that can sometimes slip into like force. So just be careful that it's not coming from force, it's coming from empowerment, right? When you are dealing with somebody that who just isn't acting the way that you want to, just make sure that you are coming from your inner power instead of reacting to them and matching their energy, right? Because if you go into a situation and somebody's shouting at you and you start shouting back at them, how likely do you think they are to actually listen to you, right? Almost zero. Likelihood, pretty low, right? But if you go in and they start shouting and you're like, you know what, you can shout all day long. Like, I'm totally cool with that. I understand where you're coming from and I'm going to stand my ground here with what I'm saying right now, right? Like, I'm trying to do this to help you, maybe, if that's the case, right? I'm trying to do this to help another person. I'm trying to do that. And, and, and it's also okay to go into that situation to say, I'm taking this stance for my best interest period, right? We don't need to go and blame somebody else or like loop somebody else in that doesn't need to be involved, right? I'm saying this from my own space, right? But just make sure that you're going in from that clean place and not trying to manipulate them in any way. So try to, like I said before, try to put your understanding hat on. See if you can understand why they may be saying what they're saying. Find a way to make it make sense for you for a moment. Just try that hat on. You can take it right back off when you're done interacting with that person. <laughs> if they get upset about something, stay in control of yourself because they may have a dog, a dog whistle cue for you, right? They, what they are is something that to the average person means absolutely nothing. But when you hear it, it's, it triggers some sort of shame that they have tried to control you in the past. They have said something to you in the past, like, Nobody else can hear the meaning behind it, but when you hear it, you know exactly what they're talking about. It's sort of like an inside um, communication sort of thing between the two of you where you know it's going to trigger a lot of shame and you know that there's more meaning to it than what they are letting on to the to outsiders, right? But in those moments, just remember that you have control over yourself, right? And you're not crazy. You're not here to be gaslit. You're not here to freak out, right? Because again, coming from the narcissistic perspective or like being in a relationship of some sort with a narcissist, when they come in, they're going to try to gaslight you a lot. And at least that's what happens a lot and try to make you feel like you're crazy. And then you start to get up.
upset and then you erupt and blow up and then they can point at you and say, oh, see, look, this, this person's crazy. Like, this is why we can't have nice things basically is because she's crazy or he's crazy or, you know, they just can't control themselves. That's where you have the power because you can step in, you can stand up and you can be completely calm and understand that they're misunderstanding you. Let them misunderstand you, right? Let them be wrong about you and let them act however they want to act while you can stay and act how you want to act, right? But just come from that clean space and it becomes a lot easier. Now, I know a lot of people deal with perceived toxic people in their family, right? And we think there's an obligation to keep them around, whether that's a parent or a cousin or a brother or sister or, you know, any, anyone in your family, like, oh, we, we have to go over to Aunt Sue's house because, you know, it, she's my aunt and she always has Christmas over there and the whole family goes like that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to participate and you can absolutely say no I'm giving you permission if you ever needed it you do not have to let your family control you unless you want to and then and then we can do some work on the side about coming from a clean space and being able to take time for yourself and take care of yourself in those situations right but ultimately I think the best, I don't, I don't know if I want to say revenge, but like the best, like we want to, we want to get revenge on top toxic people a lot, right? Like we think that we need to get back at them because they have gotten to us in some way. But ultimately I think the best revenge is going out and living your full ass life happily without needing them. Right. And sometimes that's easier said than done. And sometimes it's as easy as making a decision and communicating your needs and wants very clearly, right? But you have my permission to set boundaries. Oh, we didn't really talk about boundaries. I guess I didn't really write much about that, but setting a boundary, aside from being clean on setting it, boundaries are all about communication. So if you decide that you no longer want to communicate with somebody, make sure that you tell them, right? You don't just, well, maybe it's, it's very situational dependent, but it may be better to say something to them about how I'm not going to answer your texts or calls anymore. I'm not going to, you know, come to these play dates anymore. I'm not going to, whatever it is, right? As long as you're communicating with them and try to keep the blame and shame and all that stuff out of there, just state, right? But if it's someone that you're going to want to go in and try to change their mind, don't try to set that boundary. Don't try to communicate with them at that time, right? Because sometimes it's, you know, this is a relationship that I wanted to have. And I have realized that it's just not what I want anymore. I've, I've made some realizations. I've learned, I've observed, I have done all these things, right? And setting a boundary around what, you're, what you communicate about. Maybe it's about a custody issue. Maybe it's about sharing a dog with each other. Maybe it's about caring for a parent with your sibling who you are not on the same terms with, right? But again, you get to control who you are and who you are being and come from a clean space as you set your boundaries. And sometimes un, um, <laughs> unconditional love 
means not talking to that person, right? Not talking to their face, not talking to them through the phone or texting or emailing or blocking them from all social media. Sometimes that means I love you enough to let you be who you are. And I love myself enough to not be around that. And that's okay, no matter who they are. But just get out there and reach out for help if you need, but get out there and live your own full ass life. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one -on -one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.